welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, what is now episode number 50 of our Road to 2021 series. Now, before we get stuck into all of the content, we just wanted to remind you that if you do enjoy this series, please remember to repost this episode onto your Instagram story, tag myself, tag Tierra, and tag TBD as well. So let's get stuck into things. Boy, well, this is going to be quite the episode because we essentially have the past fortnight to cover, and we also need to give a heads up on what are our plans for the next week moving forward. So we've decided for this episode to yeah, split it up into three parts. We need to do basically a part for peak week and talk about what happened between the week when we last checked in and then the week following. What happened on show day at the ICN Brisbane Classic here in Queensland? And what are our plans for this next week moving forward into the last show of the season, which is the ICN Nationals down in Sydney? Yeah. So to fill you guys in, we basically decided to uh, slow down the podcast releases just because, as you can imagine, we've had back-to-back, or not back-to-back, but almost back-to-back peak weeks. And we've been putting out a lot of YouTube content as well, as well as our usual Instagram stuff. So we thought we'd uh, slow it down on here, but we'll get back to our usual two a week uh, as soon as we finish nationals. But if you haven't checked out the YouTube stuff, there's, I think in the last two or three weeks, we've released five or six episodes. So Mm -hmm. definitely head over there and, and chuck a subscription our way. And we've got two show day videos, a few videos leading up to shows as well. And we'll also have a photo shoot day in the life vlog coming as well, which will be very cool. Yeah, this weekend and then next weekend, we're going to be vlogging the entire journey, flying down to Sydney, competing in Sydney. That's going to be Mm. so much fun. Yeah, I can't. I just doing this obviously for content and for everyone to look at, but it's going to be so cool to look at this in in five years. Or I know something. that's the coolest thing, man, is actually documenting this. Yeah, it's really really fun, and it really helps us truly remember it as mm. well. It's really neat actually being able to compete at a show, and then the next day when you're actually editing the the vlog content, it helps you almost relive the moment. It's really special. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's get stuck into it. So let's get stuck into peak week. What happened? What were we doing in that week leading up to this past weekend show? Yeah, so my peak week was different to my first peak week, the most recent one. So I basically decided to go for a more conservative route. And our show day was on Saturday. So we had five days, Monday to Friday before Mm -hmm. of peak week, basically. So I essentially ran 400 carb, 50 fat, and 225 protein on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. A bit slightly more conservative on the Wednesday at 250 because it was a rest day. And I, I chose that more conservative route because for my previous show, I, I was potentially maybe a little bit too aggressive in terms of the amount of carbohydrates. And... Even then, I, I don't think I needed 500 grams to, to full out maximally. I just didn't think it was necessary. And I'm happy with the, the fullness that I bought. And I don't think that, will, that was an issue whatsoever comparing to other competitors. It was definitely more so that little bit of extra crispness that I could have used. And I think like we can both agree together that 
Like I, I bought a much crisper look on mm-hmm. the Saturday, this past Saturday. Without a doubt. And that's the whole goal is that that's the beauty of us having these three ICN shows so mm. that we can compete, we can get feedback, and then we can be like, okay, cool. How can I improve in these next two weeks to bring an even better package? And without a doubt, you definitely did that. Cheers. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm much happier with how I looked on stage and all that kind of stuff. But to get into it into a little bit more depth, if this is maybe the first episode or you didn't listen to our previous Peak Week one, essentially what I did was train normally on Monday and Tuesday. So that was just an upper and lower session. The lower session was my only leg day of Peak Week just to avoid inflammation and water retention in the lower body because that will obscure definition. You don't want your hard-earned striations to to disappear just because your legs are a bit inflamed. And then rest day Wednesday, as I mentioned, and then Thursday and Friday were two pump up sessions where I just went in, got a pump, did uh, a little bit of leg extension, leg curl on the Thursday, no legs whatsoever on the Friday, and then Saturday show day. And some people messaged me on Instagram a bit surprised that I trained on the Friday, but there, there is some supporting evidence to say that it's beneficial for glucose uptake and assimilation to glycogen. So glycogen is a storage form of carbohydrates and we need glycogen to be stored to fill out our muscles. So that's the thing, even though we're all super insulin sensitive right now, glucose sensitive, we can't just expect to consume a bunch of carbohydrates, right? And it's just soaked up evenly into all of our muscle bellies. Like mm. you still have to provide yourself with that stimulus. And they have demonstrated that in the literature yeah. where, where, for example, they'll feed people a bunch of carbohydrates and then they'll get them on a leg extension and they'll only get them to actually do leg extension with one leg and then they take a muscle biopsy and they measure the muscle glycogen in each quad and there you go they have more muscle glycogen stored in the leg that was actually exercising because they provided themselves with that stimulus it's like you're telling yourself a little message like hey glucose Mm -hmm. go here Do you remember how soon after they measured the muscle glycogen? Uh, I would imagine that they would have measured it, well, within like probably like at a 24, 48, Mm. 72 hour time point. It definitely wasn't like in the 10 minutes after because we know it needs to be synthesized. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. So, and and we got to examine the psychological factor as well. Like if you're consuming all these carbohydrates the day before show and you're not really moving your body, that at least for me and uh, Tierra and I, that's going to be like, oh, I kind of want to move my body. Yeah. yeah. But also in your carb up, if you weren't expending very much energy, then Mm. you can't expect to consume a significant amount of carbs in your carb up either. Yeah. Again, you can't, even if you're like traveling, you can't just quadruple your carbohydrate intake compared to your low days and then lay on your back in the hotel room all day. Mm. Like go to the gym for an hour. Yeah. That's what we'll be doing next week. Anyway, yeah, we had some good pump-up sessions and we stored that glycogen. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much a wrap-up of Peak Week for me. Mm-hmm. I, In terms of the day after the show, that was different as well in a good way. So I guess that's technically Peak Week, I think. Um, maybe. <laughs> the <laughs> day after the show? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Post-peak show? Post-peak. I don't think that's still peak week, man. That's the day after the show. <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you... Um, do you have any questions for me about my peak week? Yeah, I do. So for your previous show, obviously basing off feedback, like you mentioned, you wanted to come in a little bit more conditioned. 
How did you actually go about that? Like, did you push a little bit harder during that first week before peak week? Because I guess there is a fortnight there. Yeah, so the week before peak week, I what was interesting is after the show, and I, I mentioned this on the last episode, I did drop quite drastically in body weight. Like, I, I was probably mid-77s leading up to that first show. And then after that show, I dropped dra- quite quickly to 76. So over a kilo of weight loss. So all I kind of had to do was just maintain my body weight. And that's that's exactly what I did. I, body weight did come up slightly due to extra glycogen storage, but I, I didn't try and push any harder with a deficit. So as a, I was quite fortunate really that that happened because I was able to bring up carbohydrates to approximately maintenance, which is uh, around 400 carb, same as the, the, the peak week actually, this past peak week, 400 carb, 50 fat, 225 protein, and just chill out on that. Uh, so consume significantly more carbohydrates each day and basically let my body adjust to that weight drop. And as a result, I got leaner throughout that week. And that was evidenced in skin folds as well and my mm-hmm. appearance. So yeah, quite. And even if I didn't have that drop, I still think that the the practice of staying at a particular body weight is is going to get you leaner once you've reached a certain condition because you kind of hold that body weight and and nail it same as even a surplus where let's say you reach 90 kilos and instead of just pushing to 91 straight away you kind of hold that 90 let your body do its thing and acclimate there Mm -hmm. and then you push onwards and that's kind of what i did or have been doing since that first show and it's it's definitely worked yeah well it's worked a treat so how freaking awesome yeah would you essentially say that in a sense, you almost got to start reversing after the mm. first show and you just kept looking better and better. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely reversing at this point and, mm-hmm. and since that first show, which has always been my goal because I'm just at that point in terms of leanness. Uh, we've said this before where I my lower body is completely in and my I would say my front is completely in other than maybe my chest and my back isn't in. And that's purely because I just need more muscle and more density in my chest and back. That's mm-hmm. it. And uh, that's just going to come in 2023. Yeah, sure will. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. But enough about my peak week. What about yours? How did that go? So I guess peak week combined with the week prior coming off the back end of that show. We touched on that a little bit in Mm. the previous podcast, but we were only like three or four days in. Yeah. But essentially I had made that decision to just push that little bit harder, similar to you, just to bring that little bit extra edge of conditioning. So what I did was following on from that show, I ran a series of lower days. Uh, for nine days straight. So starting on that Monday after the Sunday show, I was on 200 carb, 160 protein, and 35 fat. And I ran that for nine days straight following into the next week on the Wednesday. And my weight across that point, my weight on show day was 58.1. So that was like fully carbed up. The week before, I had hit a freaky low of like 57.4, but it was really hovering around like more like 57.8, 57.9. But doing this series of lower days, my weight did drop down to 57.3, which was just wild. And it was there for three days straight. So it definitely wasn't a freaky low. That was mm. a true tissue weight weight this past week. 
which is just wild. 57.3. That's lighter than I weighed last comp prep. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. But boy, I was feeling like a little depleted, tiny little human being on those days. That's for sure. And I'm not going to lie. Like that was honestly tough. And it's all relative, you know, because some people might hear like, oh, 200 carb, like suck it up. What the heck are you complaining about? But for a girl who is my height, who is as active as me and trains as hard as me, and also I've been chronically dieting now for seven months, like it's all relative. So even me on like 200 carb or somewhere around like 16, 1700 calories, like that's still pretty freaking rough to do for me right now at nine days straight and i was just like telling myself every day i'm like i haven't cracked and i won't crack i will not give in i will keep pushing like i can freaking do this and i I mean even you saying crack it just you cracking would probably just be implementing a higher calorie meal it wouldn't be binging or anything oh by no means no i would never do that but yeah i was just like no even though i feel depleted i feel really hungry i'm not gonna be like maybe not doing a set of split squats yeah no i will never no i'm (laughs) i i never miss a rep on lunges man i've I'm, i'm holding myself to that one week left of this prep but anyway that was honestly rough and i'm not gonna lie like my my hunger hormones were just like through the roof like ghrelin was just elevated to another degree and you just know your hunger hormones are whack when like we would get home from the gym and i'm always eating very high volume foods to help satiate me but my belly would be like so full and distended full of like nice cream and oatmeal and a big cup of tea And I would still feel like I'm like, I feel like so physically full (laughs) right now, but I could still eat. That's when you know you're just like so chronically dieted. Uh, But anyway, I pushed through and definitely got results because of it. Like, yeah, definitely brought in a leaner physique, which is Mm. awesome. Really proud of myself for doing that. And again, the time just flies by. And I had a consult with Joey on that final Wednesday. We took skin folds one more time. And compared to the two weeks prior, my skin folds dropped by another four mils across nine sites, which I was really proud of. So it ended up at 34 millimeters across nine sites, which I was really proud of. So that's definitely in the fitness model lean books, which is good. So I made it there. I freaking did it. Tick that box. And yeah, I was just really proud of myself. So did those nine lower days, got good results. And then on the Thursday and the Friday, I just did my normal carb up, brought my macros back up to 325 grams of carbs, just kept protein and fat the same. But on the Friday, I just got right amongst the protein cakes and the (laughs) cream of wheats, didn't eat a single vegetable, and it was a jolly old good time. And definitely stored a little bit of glycogen, but my scale weight didn't bounce up that much. Like it was 57.3 for three days straight, but again, that was me pretty depleted. Mm. And then after two high carbohydrate days, it went to 57.7 on the Friday morning and then 57.8 on show day, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. And love the look, man. I Mm. love the way I look so much more when I've got carbohydrates in me, despite, man, we've spoken about this before, but just because you have a low scale weight, it's not your best look. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, that's something that a lot of people have to 
think about is that just because the number is low on the scale doesn't mean like the judges don't have your scale weights written down in their notebooks no so. way and especially like for for a tall girl like me i would so much rather have a few more hundred mm. grams on my body and more muscle glycogen stored just so that i i look bigger i look more muscular yeah. otherwise i will just look very tall and very lanky mm. i mean vice versa as well it, sh- it, it should go in the opposite direction for people who aren't lean enough like mm-hmm. You don't be scared of going lower on the scale <laughs> because if you need to get leaner, you need to get leaner. Yeah, ultimately. But I guess the one other really exciting thing that happened in Peak Week was I got this message from Jason Woodforth, who's the ICN Queensland president, on like Tuesday afternoon. And he's like, hey, do you and Jack want to be in the paper? And I'm like, what? <laughs> but anyway, uh, to advertise the show on Saturday, the Career Mail was actually doing this photo shoot. And when you get an opportunity like that, you can't say no. Mm. So Jack and I ended up doing a photo shoot down on this secret little beach near the Story Bridge here in Brisbane, a beach we didn't even know existed. But yeah, we did this photo shoot with the Career Mail. It was really fun. We got some like personal photos, you and I, like some really cool ones. Like I was like up on Jack's shoulders, like doing the Usain Bolt. Victory pose, I think. Victory pose. We got like some like really classic like Arnold shots, but the picture they decided to choose was the two of us with this other girl uh, who was an angel and she like had her big angel wings and everything was, which was probably the most appropriate mm. for the paper. The most family friendly, I'm saying. Yes, that is for sure. You got to keep these things <laughs> PG. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really fun actually being in the newspaper and then that was released on the Saturday morning. So actually driving to the show, we were able to stop by 7-Eleven and go pick up the career mail and it's like, hey, it's us. And if you guys actually want to see a little clip of that, we actually recorded it in our most recent show day vlog for yeah. YouTube. So that was really fun. And that was just, almost just like the icing on the cake, you know? Was it, is this your second time in the paper now? And you've been in there each year now, 20, yeah, 20 2021. I was, I was in the paper last year, but it wasn't advertising ICN. It was like this random... It was just advertising headphones, like listening to music in the gym. Yeah. But yes, two years in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Third time lucky anyway. Yeah. But that was really good. But um, yeah, essentially peak week was awesome. And compared to like, this was my fourth peak week now this season. And every single peak week, I'm always just feeling a little bit more confident, you know, a little bit more relaxed. Like it was a good week. And I know that this was by far the best that I've ever looked in my life and I was just feeling really good despite like calories being low I'm actually sleeping like an absolute rock like I was sleeping really well last week which was awesome which definitely helped with a lot of things when I say we sleep well like we still wake up at the crack at on mm, uh, like but we just go to bed super early yeah we're literally getting to that stage where it's like it's getting closer to like an 8 p.m bedtime but like when we wake up it's probably closer to like 4 4 30 or 5 a.m yeah yeah it's in that bandwidth but yeah i've gone to the opposite i had in peak week i had some of the worst sleep of prep which fortunately i don't think impacted my look but i was getting like five to six hours instead of seven to eight Mm -hmm. which i have been like fortunately it's picked up a lot but I'm not not sure why that happened, but I'm glad it's not happening now, that's for sure. Yeah, it's probably just something subconscious, you know? Mm. Obviously, going into this past peak week, coming off the back end of your show, of course, there was a bit of pressure on you, you yeah. know? Because you were a champion at the past show, and, you know, you had to live up to that again. So maybe mm. subconsciously, you were feeling a little bit under the pump. 
Potentially, yeah. Yeah. I find that if I, it's almost like a luck of the draw. If I wake up after 3 a.m., uh, I can basically say goodbye to getting back to sleep. <laughs> but if I manage to sleep until like 4 to 5 a.m., like that's a massive win for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll, fingers crossed that I keep waking up at a reasonable time. Yeah. But luckily, the temperature is getting a lot colder, which definitely makes it more comfortable mm. to sleep. But boy, like, there were some of those days last week where, like, I just felt depleted in the gym. And actually, like, on a cold day, trying to get a pump, even if you're wearing a sweater, man, like, it kind of hurts. Because you and I, we don't have much subcutaneous body fat on us right now. So actually trying to get a pump, like, it's, it's almost like like obviously the blood's pushing up against your muscles and, like, this very, very small little layer is skin. It just it hurts. It feels uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, I can't say the same for me. Okay. <laughs> well, luckily, yeah, you weren't on 200 car for nine days straight. No, I wasn't. But anyway, guys, that was that week. That was peak week. And let's talk about show day. Cool. So there, I competed in bodybuilding and classic physique. So bodybuilding was in the morning. A uh, big thank you to Joey Cantlin again from Team HFS for uh, doing my tan. It was amazing. And yeah, basically in bodybuilding... I finished that by 11, I think, Mm -hmm. and I got two second places. So second place in my weight class and my height class, uh, beaten by the same gentleman who beat me at the previous show. And he beat me both times again. And it was deserved. Like we both have, looking at it objectively, we both have, we both beat each other in different areas. Like he's probably 20 years older than me and or more. And therefore, he has a lot more density and his rear shot, especially his upper body, is better than mine. But I, I think I beat him in my, my lower body conditioning, my lower body fullness and my symmetry as well. But the judges picked what they wanted to pick. And I don't, honestly, like classic was where my eyes were at for this particular show. I kind of know what I need to do for bodybuilding and that's just get bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you guys want to actually see that comparison, of course, Go over to the YouTube channel and check out the actual footage mm, from the show. Lots of footage. Yeah, but this is just me being honest. I think it, it was a fair call. Yeah. After I agree. all the things that you just said, you both definitely held your own and you were both trying to fight for it. It was very clear on stage that it was both of you. Like yeah. it was obviously top two. And yeah, that's just mm. the way it was drawn. But you know that once you're that age, like it's going to be game over every time that you step on stage. Well, hopefully I don't have to yet wait till that age. No, you won't. But no, you definitely held your own. Mm. So, and then in the afternoon, I competed in classic physique. That was interesting because it was literally like a six hour gap Mm. between those categories. And I can't complain because Tierra, it was even worse for Tierra, (laughs) but it just meant that I had to time my nutrition appropriately and just chill out and and play the waiting game which i mean it wasn't bad at all because just chatted to a bunch of friends and chilled out so and got to eat food but there there was a gap there for like an hour or two where i felt absolutely rubbish and i think that was partly the sleep deprivation partly just being hungry because i was eating lower food volume and yeah that was pretty rough so fortunately i picked my energy levels picked up drastically in time for stepping on stage but yeah, Classic went very well. Like not only because I, I managed to win the overall again, uh, thankfully, and but also because it was a more competitive lineup. There was like double the amount of people 
and everyone improved from show to show like they got leaner their posing improved so the fact that I was able to I guess come out on top again like that's what really makes me satisfied and and as opposed to just winning an empty sword mm-hmm. I guess yeah and there's no doubt that when you stepped out on that stage, and again, guys, watch the footage. It's fantastic footage. We have our friend Guy Leggett, who he's like the TBD videographer yeah. now. We've actually bought him some plane tickets to come down to Sydney with us next weekend to help us film, which is just so generous of him to take that time. But anyway, great footage. But when you walked out on the stage, like, I'm just, this isn't because I'm biased. Like it, you were a clear winner, just everything mm. with your structure, with your conditioning, like you're a very attractive man. <laughs> I'm just saying, no but, but apart from the, your body aside, and even though you had it in the bag, you still fought for it just the same. Like mm. your posing was phenomenal. You know, like every single transition was just amazing. Like you really, you, you were just on a hundred percent the whole time you were on that stage. So it was really impressive. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I practiced too much posing to, to not be that confident on stage. And yeah. it's weird because I'm, I'm naturally an introverted person. And although it's, it's gotten significantly better, being around you and and doing YouTube and podcasts like I yeah I don't like something just I still wouldn't like dance on stage or do anything like that but Mm -hmm. because bodybuilding is my thing I'm very comfortable with being confident on stage which I'm thankful for yeah and do you even get nervous no not 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 of the thought of being on stage but I did feel a little bit of pressure Mm -hmm. a bit of pressure but yeah, without a doubt, you just, you walk on, you're smiling the whole time. And just, I love just when you do that, the crossed arms across your torso, flex the triceps, and then you go into a pose. Mm-hmm. Like it, you do it a thousand times, but it never gets old. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there it is again. <laughs> I love it. No, but you clear winner, Jack, just amazing work up there. And boy, let's, uh, yeah, that was a two peat by Jason his words and um, your words as well, that we're going to use that sword to carve our rest day roasts. Yes. <laughs> but Hopefully yeah. they take an edge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very good pun there. But uh, yeah, we'll just see again what happens with Classic next week in Sydney for Nationals. Yep. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching the Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Cool. Well, uh, let's talk about your show day. That's pretty much a recap from me. Yeah, well, we know that it was definitely a long day. It was yeah. probably one of the longest, one of the most exhilarating days of mm. our lives. We were up at 4 a.m. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we we're up at 4 a.m. Pretty standard morning for us. Like mm. just I actually went for a walk in the pitch dark, but just listening to good music, getting in the mood. Uh, we had our breakfast and then, yeah, we drove there while you were getting tan. I got my hair and makeup done and everything. Um, but essentially I wasn't on stage. I wasn't supposed to be on stage till like three. The show was running like an hour behind time. So I actually wasn't on stage until around 4 PM. Mm. And then I was in the very last division of the whole day. We didn't get, I didn't get off stage until around 8 30 PM at night. And again, guys, we're usually in bed around (laughs) eight. So boy, that was a long day, but and like, it was just such an incredible day. Like I love being at the shows because I just feel like I'm surrounded by my people. Like everyone just gets each other. Everyone lives and breathes and loves this lifestyle. And you get to catch up with so many friends, especially people that, you know, we, we're all friends in this social media age, but you really 
I interact with people probably 90% of the time online. Mm. So actually seeing people in person, it's really, really special. So like, especially seeing Elle backstage and Lisa and Lawrence came to the show. Like it was an awesome atmosphere backstage. The ICN shows are just awesome atmospheres and just like my family came and watched. So many of my clients came and watched the show. It was just it was an amazing day. So really, really loved the support. We had so many people come up to us saying like, love the podcast, love the YouTube. Like, yeah, and, it oh, does mean a lot. Oh, it means so much. But yeah, it was a long day. The whole morning I felt like was I was just dedicated and just hyper-focused on you mm. um, with the bodybuilding and everything. But essentially, like it was a long day, but it was by far the best that I have ever looked on stage. I've never been more confident in my physique. I was just so happy. Like my waist was so tiny on the day. I couldn't get over it. But like, I just, cause that's always been a problem area for me. And I've probably mentioned this before, but like, because I don't have a huge amount at all of musculature in my core, I need to have a very small waist for it to look very visually appealing. Mm-hmm. And obviously I, I love food and I love high volume food. So I am susceptible to, to having a little bit of a food baby as well. But once I can get that under control, which is fully in my control of just not eating kilograms of vegetables, my waist was really, really small on the day. And I was just, I was so happy with that. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything to mess this up. But essentially on the day, what I did was like, I had a a normal breakfast. And what I actually did was I actually just really hydrated in the morning. And to be totally honest, I actually ate like an absolute bird on the day. And then I didn't actually drink that much water on the day. And it's, it just worked really, really well for my physique. Mm -hmm. So like in the morning I had like, I think the key there though with the hydration is that you drank a buttload of water in the morning. Yeah. I had like, that's the thing. I woke up and I got hydrated and I think that helped me stay hydrated throughout Mm. the day. I was still drinking water, but what I mean is for me, someone who probably takes in like close to six liters a day, guzzling water, guzzling tea, putting a liter of water in my oats. Yeah. That wasn't me on Saturday afternoon. Cause again, like I didn't want to have a massive food baby. Mm. Um, but what I did was in the morning I had like my cream of wheat, my egg, I had an apple and also had like some water and some coffee and also had another coffee at the show all up. That was like three liters of fluid. Hell, that's more fluid than most people drink in a day. And that was by like 9am. And then after that, all I actually had was I had 75 grams of cereal and I had two boiled eggs. Um, and that was around what, like 12 Mm -hmm. or something. And then I just chilled out. And then right before about half an hour before I started pumping up and stuff, I had some pre-workout with some salt, some Gatorade for some carbohydrates. And I had some water there. Then we started to pump up and I had a scoop of peanut butter somewhere in there. And that was pretty much all I had. And by no means do I want that to come across as though I am endorsing not drinking or not eating food on show day because by no means is that what I'm saying. And like I just said, I was well hydrated and I did eat food on the day. I just front loaded a lot of my fluid and a lot of my food. So by 9 a.m., I'd eaten the majority of my calories for the day. I drunk the majority of my fluid for the day. So I was hydrated, man. And also the two days prior of actually carving up, that's what really helped my muscle bellies fill out. And I had that pre-store glycogen so that I could really have that aesthetic visual appearance when I went and got a pump 
we know that the carbohydrates that you're eating on show day is not really influencing your muscular glycogen levels in the slightest. It's really just raising your blood glucose levels and helping to keep you energized and keep you satiated during the day. So yeah, it worked an absolute treat for me by actually front loading more of that fluid, front loading more of my calories, making sure I had that in my body. And also just during the day, I because I wasn't drinking constantly throughout the day, I wasn't constantly having to go pee like I usually do. And I swear any girl can probably attest to this. If you are going pee all day on show day, boy, it just flips up your tan so much on your butt. And after you go pee, you always have to go back to the tanners and be like, hey, can you touch this up again? And man, it just really helped me bring my best, most visually appealing physique to stage. And I was able to get up there and present something that I was really, really proud of. So everything that I did in peak week, everything that I did on my high carbohydrate days leading into the show, everything that I did on show day, it all compounded to that final product that I was able to go just, wow, I created this. I worked so hard for this. And it was just undoubtedly something that I was really, really proud of. And that's probably why I was able to get up on stage and just be so confident and so happy to just be like, look at me, look what I did. So yeah, it was pretty incredible. And you know, everything that I did, everything that I drank, everything that I ate, I had no trouble on the day at all getting a pump or looking vascular and keeping a small waistline. Like everything just really, really worked out. So man, placings aside, like uh, honestly, if, if that's the way that the day turned out, I cannot complain in the slightest. So yeah, um, what I did was I started with sports models. So sports model, I did the rookie, the novice and the open class. And again, it's just, it's the best I've ever looked on stage. It's the best I ever performed. I really feel like the stage footage shows that in the YouTube video. Like I didn't just get up there and go like, eh, or like, you know, I didn't do any poses half-assed. Like mm. every- I think that's something that, just like you said for me, like the, the posing and your energy on stage was untapped. And that's something that's really difficult to teach. Mm-hmm. And it's also something that like, if you bring in 2023 that same energy with the same posing and the same um finesse with a completely better body yeah well subjectively better body then (laughs) that's going to be yeah incredible thank you so much yeah like i wanted it you know i i'm a very competitive person and and goddamn i wanted to win i always want to win and i get up there and i'm like hey this is me and these are my lats So I get up there and I want it and I try my best to fight for it. But ultimately, like, I just wasn't one of the top contenders on the day. And I guess that that is fair. You know, Mm. that's fair. I think, honestly, I was probably placed fairly, uh, at least in the fitness categories. I personally think in some of the sports model categories, I was like, come on, really? Like, (laughs) six? Yeah, I feel the same. (laughs) Come on, man. But it is what it is. I had so much fun. Never looked better in my life. Never performed better in my life, never been more confident in my life. So yeah, it was, it was just incredible being up there and I gave it my all every single time. And I had so much fun and just having guy backstage, you know, as a videographer, having Jess there, who's one of my clients and great friends. Again, there's my wing woman, just helping me pump up. Just, it, it was so much fun. It was an absolute blast. And what we actually discovered on the day is this stuff. It's called hot stuff (laughs) 
from ProTan. The one of the reasons why I was actually able to look my best, I think, is because I was like really hot on the day. I've always struggled kind of with like actually getting vascular and being hot and getting mm. a pump. But Jack bought this stuff a few months ago now, and we've been using yeah. it for these shows. It was actually out of stock leading up to the shows. Like oh, I really, yeah, I I checked the day after I bought it, and it was out of stock. Dang, man! Well, I'm so glad we have that bottle of hot yeah. stuff because this hot stuff. What is it? It's it's like a vasodilator. Yeah. Yeah, you just spray this little bit of hot stuff, like literally just like one spray, like on your delt. It's, it's sort of like just using deep heat, but mm. I would, the feeling is kind of like if anyone's had beta alanine, you get the tingles. It's kind mm. of like rubbing hot beta alanine into your skin, yeah. but not in an, un, not in an unpleasant way. <laughs> yeah, mm. it, um, it was incredible. Like that, it just really helps bring out your vascularity and it really definitely helps you get a pump. So Hopefully it's not out of stock anymore, or maybe it's now going to be soon because all the people on TBD podcast are buying this hot stuff. We have hot stuff from ProTan. You just do like one spray on your delt, on your core, wherever you kind of want to look veiny, mm. uh, and then start pumping up, and it really does help with your appearance. Yeah, and it adds a bit of extra sheen to your tan, which uh, is kind of replaces the, the canoil. Canoil, I can't, can't pronounce that. Canoil. <laughs> can you say it? Canola. Yeah, there we go. That oil <laughs> that uh, some people use on top of their tan. Yeah, definitely go for the hot stuff. So we're definitely bringing that down to Sydney because it's going to be a lot colder in Sydney next mm, weekend. It sure will be. Yeah, so that was pretty much sports model. Again, I didn't get a top three placing in anything. I think the highest I actually placed on the day was like fifth place. Uh, but again, that's that's okay. It was that's, a more competitive show all yeah, around. It is what there it were, is. How many more competitors were there? Like... Ooh, like I think there was like twice as many competitors wow, yeah. compared to the Sunshine Coast show. And mm. a lot of those would have been chicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did my best and that's all I can do, man. Like I'm my best right now. I'm obviously not the best I'll ever be, but I, I, I can all confidently say like I couldn't have done better on the day. Mm. Everything yeah. went to plan. It really did. I was really happy with it. And so yeah, sports model finished. And then we had about an hour break until fitness model was up. And fitness model was kind of the same deal. Again, I got up there. I posed my heart out. I did my absolute best. I'm just saying, I looked for me, I looked sensational. Okay. I looked really good. But again, I didn't come away with any top podium placings. And I think that's fair. Like a lot of those girls definitely did have more muscularity than me, which is something that will just happen with time and hard work. And I know that my chance to win is coming. Like it's going to come. And once it happens, gosh darn, it's going to feel so freaking good. It's going to feel so good. Because I know, I know what I have, what it takes, you know, and you hear a lot of these people say they're like oh i'm gonna give this next uh, improvement season my all right what like 99 percent of people don't actually follow through with it no. but i know you and i are the kind of people who we live and breathe well, yeah this. we this is kind of our life and a lot of people who do compete it's it's uh, it's very difficult to sustain it as their main and it might be selfish for them to maintain it as mm-hmm. their like top three priorities in life because yeah. they might have kids they might have a normal job but we're kind of taking this on as as something that's in our top priority. Not yeah. number one, probably not number two either, or number three, maybe, maybe not. But it's definitely up there and something we can afford to do very consistently. Yeah, we've definitely structured our life around being able to treat this as a top priority. Yeah. Yeah, so 2023, man, like that's the year when people aren't going to see me on stage and go, she's so tall. <laughs> 
you're so tall. They're going to see me walk up on stage and go, she is so muscly. Yeah. She is so jacked. <laughs> Look at her. She's going to win. <laughs> I can't so, wait. I can't wait either, man. Like, oh, 2023, the jacked Tierra. Jack's going to be getting on stage again, and the jacked version of Tierra is going to be getting on stage again. But yeah, until then, yeah, I was placed fairly in fitness, but again, couldn't have performed better. Like, so happy with just everything. Like, I'm really, really proud of the physique I was able to Mm. present. But that's that, you know? Like, that's the best that we can do. And it was a really long day, and I just know that if I can do Saturday, I can do everything anything i can do absolutely anything in the world like if i can eat like a bird and and do that much exercise i was literally pumping up and posing from like 3 p.m to 8 30 p.m at night like and like you know how people talk about how like delts can handle a lot of volume i think show day is a testament to that like Mm. how many lateral raises can one do in five and a half hours yeah i I never get delt doms and the day after and the monday training session i i certainly had delt doms yeah i actually even didn't maybe i didn't do it enough No, but yeah. I had doms to to the point though where it wasn't nice. Like it was verging on okay, I, you've kind of gone a bit overkill mm. here, and that's because a lot of my poses are overhead. Mm. So I use I have to actually use my delts more than you in the posing. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like mm. you're definitely up there flexing yeah. a heck of a lot more than me. What really hurts for me is just like my feet and my lower back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. I'm glad my lower back doesn't hurt in posing. Yeah, but boy, it was a long day. So yeah, we finished up around 8.30, got home. We had some food after. Obviously, we got home and had dinner. And someone even messaged me, Elle, and she was like, when was the last time you saw 10 p.m. on the clock? (laughs) I was like, probably when I woke up to pee early in the night. But yeah, we didn't get to bed till close to 11. Unheard of for Mm. you and I, boy. But it was a long day, a very good day, though. Very, very good day cool well i reckon we actually start wrapping up here and then we can talk about give the listeners something to look forward to for next week where we discuss our peak week plan for nationals all right well i think that's a good idea that's going to be a bit of a cliffhanger (laughs) for the listeners and we'll have more content to come next wednesday and yeah give you guys a rundown on what we did for peak week and then what's the plan for the sydney show yeah, 100%. So, Jack, what do you want to improve this week? Final week of prep, what you want to do? <laughs> it's actually semi-unrelated to prep, and I basically need to work on my photo shoot posing and think of some poses that I can do that look cool and mm-hmm. that'll suit a website, suit the gram, and some posing with Tierra as well. So, if uh, if anyone has any wants to forward me any poses on the socials and any ideas, that would be greatly appreciated. But yeah, I have plenty of ideas doing certain exercises and stuff like that. What The funny thing is what we're actually doing is it'll replace our usual Saturday training session because we're going to be in the gym for a couple hours posing and, and doing uh, fake, not fake weights, but fake exercises. Like we won't be doing whole sets, but we're going to be pumping up the whole time and all that kind of stuff. So uh, especially with it being the last two weeks or last week and a half of prep there's no need to to do a full session that's for sure Mm -hmm. but by this time man we are just so used to just pumping up with random weights (laughs) we are but the great thing is is that you've got yourself two sharp 
props now. <laughs> so now that we do have two swords in the house, we can take those to the gym as some props for the photo shoot. Maybe get some really cool photos with those swords. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm honest. I told Tierra this. I'm honestly more keen for the photos without the swords. I think the. I don't think I can pull off any Conan the Barbarian stuff. I don't know. Maybe you can be like a, <laughs> a like a Ninja Turtle or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just be careful with them. They are sharp and they actually are heavy. <laughs> yeah, they are heavy. I will give you that. That might just be me and prep. But anyway, what did you want to improve upon? This week, well, I guess this is a bit of a cliffhanger for what we'll talk about next week with our nutrition. But essentially, I have decided to start reverse dieting. But essentially, my goal for this week leading into next week and the final show is to reverse diet successfully and really hold my conditioning if anything kind of just fill out a little bit more and look a little bit better from dieting for so long Mm. being able to really hold this condition hold my body weight while eating some more bananas very exciting yeah so increase those metabolic rate gains a yep i think it'll pay off i think so too yeah it's about time if i've been dieting for seven months now and i'm not ready to reverse yet i've done something wrong mate Okay, guys, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week.